Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into another week of Train, Eat, Repeat. Glad you guys are with us and really excited about this topic because I have Coach Andrea back here with me to discuss a a interesting topic. It's basically our life through fitness and health and exactly what we learned about ourselves and also hopefully what you guys can learn um, from what we did and didn't do and maybe shouldn't have done. Um, but before we get to that episode, I want to make sure that you guys know about our 2021 Jumpstart program. So you heard about the eight-week reset. We are now in week six of that program. And the 2021 Jumpstart is very similar to that program, except we're starting the new year. We're start turning that calendar over. So if you guys are interested in getting to be a part of that program, registration is now open and you can connect with either myself or Andrea through Facebook or Instagram so we can get you the details and get you guys set up. So what we were going to talk about today, and Andrea, welcome into the podcast again. It's lovely to have you next to me here. <laughs> Thank you. So we were thinking, you know, how much our fitness and health journey has changed and our philosophies around fitness and health, besides the fact that we're coaches now, that obviously helps having the knowledge, but just how much has changed when we look back at our teens and our 20s, our 30s, and now moving into our 40s, how much of our philosophies and our and our actual practice of health and wellness has changed? Oh, for sure. I think as you think back when you were a teenager and what you were doing and what your mindset was, it's drastically different than where you are today. Um, thinking back when you asked me that question, I had to you know take a minute to think back when I really took myself seriously, when I really wanted to make sure that I am healthy here in the long haul. And um, it's it was not very long ago. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and when you think about it, it's not that long ago, but so much has changed. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like I would think like my teens. So growing up, I was uh, I played baseball, I played sports. I never really thought much in terms of like needing to lift weights or go for a run for fun, mm-hmm. you know, and that really didn't hit me until I, I think when I got into high school mm-hmm. and realized that I needed to like do a little bit more. So I did like baseball conditioning. We did mandatory lifting with with uh, baseball, which isn't as much as like a football program or something like that. And like, but I still was like more so doing it for the team. I wasn't doing it for myself. Sure. I think that was like my experience throughout my teenage years and really didn't get serious until I went into my 20s. Sure, sure. So when I uh, think back into my teenage years, I, like you, I was playing softball and, you know, with my team and never really thought about health or wellness. I did do a little bit of lifting when I was a teenager um, and I noticed that. I got faster and, you know, as I got stronger, but I never really connected everything together. I never really connected what my nutrition should look like, what my lifting should look like, what my cardio should look like. It was just, this is what you do and and get it done kind of thing. And then going into, you know, high school, um, again, it was just with the team doing basketball conditioning, softball conditioning, those kind of things, but it was never really focused on a whole approach. It was, you did practice and that's what you did and you did it with the team and and then and you went on your merry way kind of thing. For sure. And then we, we transitioned into our 20s, you know, and 
the twenties, you you pretty much feel like you're invincible at, at that <laughs> point. Your teenage years, you do too, but I think you have more of an awareness of just how much you can push the envelope. And part of that for me was college. Um, by far the worst habits built uh, when you're a college student, as you can imagine. I was the cliche college student, <laughs> uh, you know, late night pizza runs, staying up till three or four in the morning, sleeping until noon the next day, and also missed a few classes in there. <laughs> um, but yeah, just and what was crazy was that, you know, I, I was still working out, uh, I would say like three days a week, and I still had this philosophy that you know, I would just burn off whatever mm-hmm. I ate. Yeah. What I didn't realize, though, was that I was had poor sleep habits, which was affecting my hormonal function. I was eating really high calorie, calorie dense and like just terrible food for oh, yeah. my body, you know, eating copious and copious amounts. So whatever working out that I did, it wasn't necessarily combating or wasn't canceling out mm-hmm. all those bad habits sure. I had and also add in the alcohol consumption, too, which if you're surprised by that, it's a college student, <laughs> um, fire up chips. But, you know, I, I think I just I learned a lot about my body coming out of my 20s, but definitely in my 20s is where I kind of put my body through the ringer. So I in my 20s, of course, we have college like you discussed poor sleeping habits, late night eating. Mine wasn't pizza. It was macaroni and cheese and Doritos and Diet Coke, you know, and um, those were my habits and, you know, cramming for school and getting the food in when you can. And I then started to start getting into running, Uh, not so much lifting weights, but I, I just ran. And that was kind of my mode of exercise for quite some time. And I thought that that was fine. And like you, I thought everything canceled out. And when you are in your 20s, you do think you're invincible. And, you know, I wasn't worried about, um, you know, gaining weight or muscle. I was worried about gaining weight when I got a little bit later into my 20s, because it all started to catch up with me. But running was my only way of exercise. And I felt that that was fine. But that wasn't I wasn't concerned about what I was putting into my body versus, you know, how it made me feel, those type of things. So I don't think I really looked at that until I was in my early 30s. When you look back now and you you said you did more running than you ever have in your life, how did you feel then compared to how you feel now? Not to jump ahead into sure. where you are, but yeah. but just curious for the people that are listening that, you know, I think running is one of the things that has the lowest barrier for entry, mm-hmm. meaning that anybody can do it. Anybody can go out and buy a good pair of running shoes and hit the hit the road. Yeah. So what was the biggest difference that you noticed in your health and wellness that changed when you took on that running as your primary source of exercise? Sure. I would say that in my 20s that I dabbled with the running and then I got a little bit more serious in my early 30s uh, for running. And um, I'm not in my 30s any longer, uh, in my 40s. And so I I still do running, but I don't as I don't run as much as I did before. Um, I am more into my strength training programs into Pilates, and then running is kind of an afterthought as well. Um, and I would say that I'm in better shape now than I ever was before. And in my 30s, I trained for uh, fitness um fitness program, um, which I did in my late 30s. And I think we mentioned that before on another podcast. And I would say that I, that's where I truly learned how weightlifting will shape or remold your body. And um, 
I, I do enjoy going on a run, um, but I also enjoy lifting because I know that's what's going to help me stay the the figure that I'm in. Yeah, for sure. I, and, I, and I think I noticed that. I think you notice it more so as a woman, mm-hmm. too. It's very easy for a guy or a man to to build muscle mass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because we have testosterone, you have sure. estrogen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I saw a statistic that that women have like the testosterone of a 10-year-old boy, <laughs> if, if you really want to put it into perspective. Sure. So, you know, that whole worry about getting big and bulky, yeah. more so shaping, yeah. you know, and, and that was sort of the experience I had. You know, I had graduated college. I had gained a significant amount of weight. Um, based off of all those bad habits. So I actually weighed in pretty close to like 210, 215 for reference. I'm around 185 right now. I couldn't tell you what body fat was back then. It wasn't something that was like readily available in terms of having a body fat analyzer. Um, But what I can tell you though, is that that was probably the biggest wake up call Mm -hmm. because I wasn't even able to run a mile without being completely gassed and something that in high school I was very easily, very easily could knock that out. And I think that's when the awareness factor started to come in and started to, you know, sort of realize that if I had stayed on that path, knowing that as you go through life, you have more and more responsibilities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like in college, the only thing I worried about on Thursday night school. was... Oh, bar night. <laughs> yeah. Thursday night, I'm not worried about school. <laughs> Thursday night is, what are we drinking before we go to the bar? And then what bar are we going to so we can drink more? And then what pizza are we getting after? Mm-hmm. So that was my biggest concern on Thursday nights. When I graduated college, all of a sudden now I got a full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure most, most of you out there have either are either going through this currently or you've gone through it, you know, yourself where you realized, man, if I have more responsibilities on my plate and I don't start taking care of myself right Mm -hmm. now, that's going to get put on the back burner very easily. And so I guess that's a sort of a lesson to learn is like your life is never going to get less busy. No, not at all. And one of the best things that you can do is be aware of it sooner rather than later to try and fit those healthier habits and learn those healthier habits, you know, now. Yeah, you definitely have to make yourself a priority if you want to change your way of life. If you want to instill healthy habits, whether it's an exercise program, what you're eating into your body, uh, your mindfulness tactics, you have to make that a priority. And as you mentioned before, running is an easy, low barrier entry way of getting your workouts in. However, that's not going to take you to the level you want. You have to learn that strength training is what's going to mold your body and change the shape of your body. And it all depends on your goal, right? Yeah. Like, like there are runners that are probably listening to this podcast and like maybe they compete. Oh, sure. And maybe they do obstacle course racing. Right. And we're not saying that running is evil. What no, we're talking about more so is being aware of your body and knowing that one of the best ways to stay lack of a better word, motivated Mm -hmm. in your health and fitness pursuit is to try different things. Yeah, You know, so like I went from baseball, you know, training in my teens and, 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 you know, in my twenties, I kind of dabbled in like what I would consider bodybuilding type workouts Mm -hmm. that show me muscles. You know, we would do squats and we would do bench press and we would do overhead press and we would do, you know, bicep curls and triceps, you know, and not really, not really knowing exactly what was going to give me the biggest bang for my buck. But I think too, to Andrew's point is that 
you know, you need to know what's going to give you the biggest bang for your buck for Uh your health. Because as you get older and arguably I was probably, I would say I'm, I'm a lot like you. I'm probably in the best shape Uh physically uh, and mentally than I ever was in my, my college years and in my twenties too, Uh even though I probably had more endurance, Uh I probably was at my strength peak in my, in my mid to late twenties. Sure. Um, so then we transition over into the next decade, the 30s. Mm-hmm. This decade, <laughs> I'm 35 right now. So for those of you that don't know how old I am, but that was like the most rude awakening ever. <laughs> like, like, and it wasn't a joke. Like literally when you turn 30, like something switches on, I feel like, and things hurt. When I woke up, I had to like, I have to like make sure I give myself five or 10, 15 minutes to warm up before every workout. Um, I go to bed at like, I'm ready for bed at nine, like, like put me to bed. And those of you that know me, I can fall asleep anywhere, but, and that's no secret, but I I think it just definitely made me more aware that I need to be careful and more in touch with my body and listening to my body. Sure. Sure. I would say uh, my 30s is definitely was my wake up decade. Um, I became more aware of what I'm putting into my body, how I'm moving my body. That's when I stopped probably running more and lifting more. Um, Like if I have, you know, time management is a huge issue, especially for moms and for any parent that is, um, you have to really prioritize your time. And if I have a half hour now, I'm going to do some lifting with weights. If I back before I would, I'm going to go for a quick run, you know? Um, but I know I'm going to get more bang out of my buck if I, if I lift weights, but in my thirties, I would say that was probably the biggest wake up call for me nutrition wise. Um, I really was having some issues, um, with what I was eating and it was affecting me physically and mentally. Um, and I was getting very sick. So I, um, I relied on doctors like everyone does. I relied on doctors and, and took their advice and, and things weren't changing. So I decided to take things into my own hands and start journaling my food, really finding out what was affecting me and what wasn't affecting me. And then I decided to cut out meat significantly. And um, since then, I've felt so much better. I have more energy. I am able to work out harder. Um, but I also understand what fuels my body and what I need to put in my body to make sure I am doing the things that I'm doing. And I think one of the biggest things that I've realized is the importance, and you were just about to allude to it, is recovery. Mm -hmm. Like recovery in my 20s was non-existent Mm -hmm. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Like I probably relied more on supplements Mm -hmm. to be my recovery. I bought into before I learned better that, you know, get in your protein, 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 30 minutes after your workout, get it in. And yes, protein is an important macronutrient or important nutrient for you to take in for Mm -hmm. recovery purposes, but things like sleep and, you know, making sure that you change the intensity of your workouts from workout to workout. Movement is always going to be better for you when it comes to recovery. And I think that's one of the things that get gets sort of put on the back burner because people feel like if they're not pushing themselves day in and day out, that they're not making any progress. Where in reality, the harder you push yourself, the closer you are to overtraining, the closer you are towards, you know, burning out, the closer you are to your next injury. I had one of my worst injuries in my late twenties. 
um, lifting injuries. And it wasn't even what I was doing that actually caused the injury. I was lifting relatively light weight. It was because I hadn't primed my body and given my body enough rest in order for me to actually perform the way I wanted. So, you know, my message there would just be, if you're in your 30s right now and you're putting sleep on the back burner and you feel like you need to work out every single day, you can still have a very small amount of volume and still see a great amount of results. And again, that depends on what you're looking to accomplish. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to be an elite athlete or step on stage, you know, yes, those people are professionals, right? Absolutely. But for the majority of us out there that are looking just to look and feel and Mm -hmm. just be less stressed, Mm -hmm. prioritizing sleep, prioritizing your recovery, making sure that you have a coach or somebody that is planning out your workout so they can monitor your intensity throughout is amazing. Like I I just wouldn't trade it. For sure. Now I'm going to fast forward to my decade to the forties. Um, so I would say my age right now, I am in so much better shape than I was 10 years ago. Um, I was in, I feel like I'm in so much better shape than I was when I took the stage for my fitness show. Uh, I feel that I am mentally and physically healthier than I was ever before. Um, but my, my thought process has changed through the decades. When I was a teenager, I, you know, you're invincible. You don't care. You're not going to get injured. You're going to be fine. You don't care what you put in your body. You just want to, you know, do your activity, do your sport. Uh, in my twenties, you know, uh, you're graduating from college, your mentality is you're starting your career. Um, so you're, you're different. You're in a different mindset. Thirties, uh, you're like, okay, I understand this, you know, nutrition thing and this fitness thing. And, you know, I feel pretty good. I feel as I've gotten into my forties and you think you're sore when you got up in your thirties, well, just wait till you turn 40. Cause yeah, it's going to be a different whole ball of wax for you. But anyway, um, so I would say in my 40s, my my thought process for my workouts are quite different than they were in my 30s. Right now, I, I'm looking to continue to uh, grow the muscle that I have, um, the lean muscle that I have. I'm concerned about what foods I'm putting in my body, not just protein-wise, but vegetables, fruits, greens, carbohydrates, to make sure that I'm getting all of my nutrition, my vitamins and minerals, because... I'm not looking to go on stage, but I'm looking to live a longer, sustainable life. Um, And one of the things that I started in my 40s is Pilates. And I wish my 40-year-old's body of Pilates could go back to my 20-year-old body of Pilates or 20-year-old body and tell myself that this is something you should start doing now. If you want to continue a life of with free mobility, uh, low, no low back pain uh, and strengthen of your core, there's so many benefits that I get from Pilates now incorporating that into my weightlifting program that make my posture straighter. I'm able to take a deeper breath. I'm able to have more range of motion. Um, I'm able to, you know, stand up from a seated position and not go through aches and pains. There's so many different things, but it's my mindset's different too. And then I also have more uh, recovery and mindful techniques. Uh, I have quiet time that I do in the morning that I didn't have 30 when I was in my 30s. You know, there was no time for quiet time. Now I understand the importance of putting my mindset where I want it to be at the beginning of the day to get myself through that day. 
Totally huge. And I can't comment on 40s. Like Andrew said, I'm not quite there yet. I uh, can't wait to be more sore uh, when I wake up in the morning. And But but again, guys, I, the, it's, it's like, wow, you guys did this. You guys did that. Our point of this podcast episode is not to tell you guys about our lives, mm-hmm. but more so so that you guys can take tidbits from maybe the mistakes that we made and the things that we've learned. And also to make you realize that you're not alone, that if you feel like, oh, it's too late to uh, be active, it's too late to go and start to learn how to lift weights. If you're in your 30s, 40s and 50s, to paraphrase a uh, a physical therapist that I know, he's like, you have 50 years left in your life sure. to say that, you know, you're too over the hill and you have too many other things going on to not put your health first. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well just fall over and croak and die right now. I mean, I'm, I'm not being serious, but, you know, that is a harsh reality that if you don't start taking care of your body now, your body will start to keep score and your body always wins. So when Andrea says simple things like being able to like tie your shoes, you know, eliminate lower back pain, feel better, have more energy, have a better body composition to look better in your mid forties than you did in your thirties and possibly even in your twenties. It is possible, Mm -hmm. but that's when, where you have to take charge of your own health and wellness because a doctor's not going to make you healthy, a personal trainer's not going to make you skinny, a nutritionist is not going to be able to make every single meal for you, but truly it relies on you. And I think when you realize the benefits of it as Andrea and I have mm-hmm. throughout this journey and our journeys are are still going, right? Mm-hmm. We're still learning something new about our bodies every single day. But it just takes a consistent effort to be more aware. Awareness is the key part in you being able to start a journey or continue on a journey and being able to see results. For sure. And like you had said, Tyler, that, you know, no time but like the present. Take control of your destiny. Um, I, like I said, I'm in better shape now. It's not that I don't have aches and pains. I do have aches and pains. I just got a massage today because my, I, you know, injured my bicep and I couldn't itch my back, you know. Um, But there are things that I know that I can do to help fix those things, to help minimize the injuries that I do have. But you have to make yourself a priority. You're not going to get a second chance. You don't get another body to go into. This is the only one that you have. And you need to start treating it like it is the only body you're going to have. Be concerned about what you're putting in your body. Be concerned how you're moving your body. Or if you're not moving your body, start moving your body. It's not, well, I haven't done it now, so I'm not going to do it. It's not going to make a difference. It will make a difference. Every day, do something different. Pick something that you want to change and try and change it. It just takes one time. And the big thing, too, there is you don't know what you don't know. Mm-hmm. And if my 35-year-old self could have gone back and talked to my 20-year-old self who is 35 pounds overweight, I would say this, what you are feeling, what you see in the mirror, how you wake up every single morning and how you feel, that's not normal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it just takes, again, that education and that information and that awareness Mm -hmm. to make you say, Oh, I can feel better than this. Mm -hmm. I can wake up with less aches and pains. I don't, I'm not supposed to have diarrhea every single day. Mm -hmm. Like all of those things um, can only come to realization if you actually are able to know that those things aren't normal. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So just take control. If you need help, 
reach out to us. We can help you guys. Um, that's one of the things that's in our Jumpstart program is we try and help you with nutrition guidance, exercises, mindfulness, all those kind of things to make it a holistic approach. So if you guys need some help, just reach out. That's what we're here for. Absolutely, guys. So thanks so much for taking the time to listen in. If you have comments or again, like Andrea said, if you guys are dealing with certain issues, whether you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, whoever is listening to this podcast, there is always an answer to live a longer and healthier life. So we'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferret or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.